When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. So welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. This is the next in the series of comes out on a wrong day, throws everybody's timetable off, and I talk to somebody else from another show or just somebody in general that wanted to come on the show episode Joining me in this episode is one half of the Beard Owl podcast, uh, Lauren. We had a really good talk. We talked about a bunch of stuff. Uh, I was really, I wasn't sure it was going to happen because uh, Lauren is located in Florida and they are in the midst of a hurricane while we're recording this. Now, that actually does come up during the conversation. And there's a couple spots where the audio got a little hinky. I think it was probably just some disturbances in the signal. Uh, between us and her, but considering, like I said, she's in Florida during a hurricane, uh, I think things turned out pretty well, so I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed talking to her, and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. The first time I recorded my show with my brother, with the Roadcaster, which would be the one that you're using right now, um, uh, I was like, oh crap, I've got these buttons, hold on, so we like turned it into a thing, and we started, you know, my brother called it Button Boy. Yep. I was like, I have to push the button, and now with the new one, it's Button Boy Two. <laughs> yeah, I uh, actually I appreciated that. I when when he when he said Button Boy Two, I was actually in the car because, like I said, you guys are part of my Friday routine. I love that. That's 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 my Friday morning. I because I, I it's usually just about perfect for my commute. Where I I have you guys with me from the time I get on the highway until the time I get off the highway. Sometimes you know, I mean, sometimes they run a little longer, a little shorter, so it's a little variation in there, but. It's just about right. And you guys just being you kind of keeps me like on an even keel as opposed to like going off into full on road rage because I'm dealing with Chicago traffic. So yeah. I'm just like, no, no, these guys, are, the, Al's positive. These guys are great. Calm down, Aaron. You don't need to be getting into anything on a Friday afternoon or a Friday morning. You don't, if you, if you go to jail now, you're not going to see the judge till Monday. <laughs> no, I know, right? That'd just be a whole long time, you know. Yeah. And I really, I really appreciate you saying that too, you know. And I've, I've passed that on to my brother because I don't know if you know why we even started our show in the first place. <laughs> um, because I, I know you guys touched on it um, in one of the episodes. I've unfortunately a little uh, scatterbrained today, so <laughs> it's yeah. not bringing the fourth thought. It's just, it's just funny. You know, we started it for ourselves um, because I live in Florida, my brother's in Pennsylvania, and we decided, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic to do something so we'd have a reason to stay in touch because like visits weren't going to be a thing that would happen, you know? And so we recorded a couple of test episodes before we released anything. Most of them have come out. The first episode we ever recorded together, though, I have not released. I still have it, but I haven't put it out. Um, anyway, so we did it mostly just literally as a reason for us to, like, BS with each other and have a beer and just, like, have a set reason, you know, to talk. And then people started listening to it and we were getting feedback and stuff and we're like, what the heck people like this, you know? And so to have somebody like you say, like, you know, you start my Friday off, like, Nope, this is all positivity, you know? And that's just how my brother and I are kind of generally in our lives is that like, if you can't do anything about it, what's the point in being upset about it? Exactly. And uh, I mean, that kind of, I got to 
you know, and I'm not going to spend the whole time we're talking just sitting here being all like, you guys are fucking awesome. Um, but <laughs> I, that is one of those things that appealed to me too about the whole thing is you guys come off as very genuine and it's like, doesn't seem forced or like you're trying to put on a front. And I, that always appeals to me when I'm looking for things that I want to be involved with or listen to or have in my day. I don't, I don't have patience for people that are going to be like, Oh no, this is the way that we, that we, that we want you to think we are, but no, 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 no. Be you. That's okay. I, I can accept people more for being themselves than for trying to be something else. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So I do really appreciate the genuineness. Thank you. And yeah, and we, and we appreciate you thinking that too, because I don't think my brother and I in talking to you, I don't think we could pretend to be anything other than what we are because we've been the way that we are for his entire life and the majority of mine. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it, it, it tracks and it comes off that way. So, you know, I, I appreciate that. And, and I'll be honest, if, I feel like if we would have known each other growing up, we probably would have been hanging out because a lot of the times I'm just like, I totally get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> And, um, you know, that's, I mean, it just, like I said, I, it makes me laugh. It makes me, makes me giggle and I, I appreciate it. And, uh, and then as long, as long as I'm being all gushy and nice and, and, and your, your parents are just awesome too. I just, Thank you. just to throw that out there. I mean, your, your dad, your dad makes me smile when he puts his little tweets and stuff and his little comments on your guys's posts. And He's a hoot, isn't he? He really is. And then with the episodes where they came on, I was just, okay, yeah, this tracks. Okay, these two make sense having listened to their parents. Yep. And, yep. <laughs> we, we can't deny either one of them, even if we tried. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's it. Yeah, it's it's just, it's great. And I, I appreciate that. And I mean, it's kind of funny because I, I have the complete opposite situation in my life. People meet my parents and they're just like, how? How are you their kid? I mean, my dad tracks a little bit more than my mom, but people meet my mom and they're just like, how did you come out of that sweet little woman? <laughs> you giant, arrogant jackass. And I'm like, mm, it's not that I'm arrogant. I'm just kind of a putz. I don't think I'm all rainbows and unicorns. Okay. But I, I guess you could say that I'm a, like I'm a positive realist. You know, I I get that crap is going to happen and crap does happen. Like I had a real crappy day yesterday, but I, I feel like the fact that I try to, even if there's like a tiny positive thing, I try to like put my focus on that, even though everything is crappy. Like yesterday, stuff happened at work. Then we've got this hurricane that's supposed to be coming through. And so that's in the back of my mind and just like one thing after another started going, going on. And then I um, took my dog to the groomer and um i'm wearing my weird owl shirt as i do and one of the girls at the grooming place was like oh my god i love your shirt i love weird owl so we got talking about that <laughs> and one of the other girls at the grooming place looked at me and she goes oh my god i love your hair and i'm like thank you and so like those were two tiny little positive things from my day yesterday and so i kept trying to like get myself to remember that like no but you made people smile today and people complimented you and like good things happened today, even though other stuff was crappy. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's good. That's uh, like I said, that's admirable in my book. That's, you know, I, as, as much as I kind of paint myself as like being sort of a fatalist, <laughs> I guess is the right term for it. Or at least it used to be, I don't know. I'm, I used to be smart. I don't know what happened. Um, but the, uh, I, I generally, I do try to focus on the, the positive. I just feel, you know, I have, to, I feel some sort of weird obligation to call out the stupid. So, oh, so, no, so some people interpret that as being negative. Yeah. Well, like, like calling out when things are dumb, doesn't I like a lot of people can perceive that as negative, but like, I don't that's that's the realist part of it like like call a spade a spade like call the thing what it is like if something is dumb and shouldn't be happening and should logically be happening some other way then call it that can i talk about this hurricane you can talk about anything your heart desires this is an oh. open forum i hate the term safe space but it's a judgment-free zone <laughs> okay it's like planet fitness okay um i stopped kind going of. Jim, because I, I, I outlifted the Planet Fitness, so I have to go to a better gym. Well, see, that's admirable. I stopped going to Planet Fitness because I don't remember why. Uh, 
I, I need to go back to Planet Fitness. I, I did a, I did, I used to go there and terrorize the, uh, the young people though, mm. because even though I'm kind of doughy these days, I used to be really strong and I still, I can still move a decent amount of weight and I've got legs like tree trunks. So I can still leg press like 700 pounds. Oh man. Well, okay. <laughs> so you me a little bit there. I leg pressed 580 today. Congratulations. Good I job. I'm a little tiny lady. I was say, you're a little, little gal. I, I, I respect that. Thank you. I was, that was the most I ever did. And I was like, all right, I did that. I'm, it's going to hurt tomorrow, but it's fine. Um, um, yeah. But uh, my thing is I used to do like the full stack on the, on the leg press machine. And then if, I, if there was a younger person like giving me, cause I, it would happen a lot where it'd be like, come on. At least when, when I used to go to planet fitness on the regular, the one by me was full of like late teens, early 20 year olds. And they would be very impatient and huffy and they'd be like taking selfies and stuff. And so just mm-hmm. to kind of keep them humble, I would, I would sit there and I'd do like a full set of the full stacks and then just get, get up, wipe down the equipment and walk away without moving the pin. Yeah. And, and you'd be amazed how many times I saw somebody just assume since I'm a bigger guy and I'm like, I kind of out of shape and I'm old, it must've not been that much weight. And I would see these teenagers hop on there and like, and then just stop and look and be like, Yep. <laughs> That's one thing that I love because like people don't expect because again, I'm five two and people don't expect that I can do what I can do. And I love going up to the leg press machine and mine's I've I've got the one where you gotta put the plates on it, you know, mm-hmm. the leg plates. And so I'm putting one, two, three, four, five, like six plates on either side. Six forty-five pound okay. plates on either side of this thing. That's not and, insignificant. Uh, <laughs> no. And so like you're lifting these things up and putting them on. And I can't even tell you how many times I've had like big dudes, like watch me load this thing. And you're like, huh? And then I sit down <laughs> yeah. and I, I do it, you know? And cause it's the same kind of thing. People don't expect it, you know, that I'm yeah, going to be able to sit down and actually move this. And like, not only can I move it, I can do a full set of it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And respect for that. Cause <laughs> It, 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 that is, that is not a small feat. And, uh, well, like here was the whole thing. Like I ha- I've had a personal trainer for like over three years now. And I started it because I needed the accountability, you know? And for me, the accountability was I'm paying this person and I'm not about wasting money. So I'm going to do what I'm paying for, you know? And so I, started and she asked me, well, like, what are your goals? And I was like, I don't have <laughs> any, you know, and, you know, initially, obviously your, your goals are, well, I want to lose a little bit of weight. Cause like I did, but like, that wasn't the thing. Cause I never, I was never like unhappy with myself, you know, yeah. but then I started being able to do things that I couldn't do before. And then I was like, I don't know, about a year into it, I was like, oh, I think I have a goal now. I want to look like I could kick people's asses. And, so, <laughs> you know, like, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm working towards is like, no, yeah, all right, I may love Weird Al, I may be goofy, you know, I may only be 5'2", but, like, you don't want to mess with me, though. Well, there's nothing wrong with the badass factor. Not at all. <laughs> I just like being, I just like being strong and having like big dudes at the gym go like, what? Or like what? to one of those, um, the tricep pull down thing with the ropes, like yep. after the big guy did it and like not moving the pin and then doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's a little pin in your ego there. No neck. How you doing? Check this out. Oh my God, I know, right? Well, they closed the gym here today at six on account of the hurricane. Um, so luckily, you know, we went after work and we were able to get a workout in, but like we were walking in and the guys were like, you only have an hour. And I'm like, we know, we know you're closing at six. Like we asked yesterday and, um, you know, so we go into that stuff, but, but I, I feel like, at least in the Jacksonville area, this hurricane is being like so overblown. You know, this happens every year. And like 
it makes the national news because yeah, I granted like this is a big hurricane. It was like a like a a whisper away from a Category Five. Like I get that, and that is not lost on me. And where it made landfall, like I'm sure devastation is occurring. Like I get this, and I understand that. However. It's not happening here. And so we've been watching the local news for the past, you know, however many days that this thing has kind of materialized and realized that it was going to hit Florida. They started out like all doom and gloom with it, you know, like, you know, this is a, this is a big hurricane. This could be like none that we've seen in our lifetime and blah, 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 blah. And like, Every segment of the news is like, here's your hurricane preparedness list and this and that and the other. And it's just like, okay. And then poor Russ is here. Like, he hasn't done the Florida hurricane thing yet. And he's like, should we be worried? And I'm like, no. (laughs) And here's why. And I was like, A, we're not in an evacuation zone. We're nowhere near any water here. We're at one of the highest points in Jacksonville. Like, there's nothing to worry about. You know, two... Look where Jacksonville is on the map of Florida. Like, nothing actually hits here. We're going to get, like, outer bands, but, like, nothing's going to hit here, you know? Yeah. And and then it's, like, as the forecast for Jacksonville, like, it's continued to improve over the week as the track of this hurricane, you know, changed. Because yeah. we went from it going kind of like clean up the middle of Florida to kind of cutting across Florida and then swooping back over. Where And, like, that's a difference if you know, like, if a hurricane is coming at you, you want to be on the, like, as the, as it goes in its counterclockwise motion, you don't want to be on, like, the, the 3 o'clock side of it. You want to be on the 9 o'clock side of it. You want to be when yeah. it's swooshing back. Because that's the less severe side of the storm. So I was like, okay, if it's to the east of us, we're going to be on the good side of the hurricane, and it's going to be wind, and it's going to be rain, and that's going to be it. Like, it's not even going to be bad. And then you see the weather guy, as the forecast started to improve, they almost seemed disappointed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, if it bleeds, it leads, and destruction sells. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and so then because this gets blown up in the national news, every time this happens, I'm fielding text messages from people all over the place. Are you okay? Are you going to be fine? Prayers, prayers. I'm like, nope, I'm fine. I would, I would let you know there was something to worry about, but there's not. Uh, not definitely. Now, see, see that—that's the difference. Of, I would be like the—I'd be the one texting back. It must have worked. Look, the path changed. Pray harder. <laughs> Get oh it back God. out to sea. Because yeah, right? again, that's just my flavor of. You know, I'm a smart ass, and I'll I'll own that. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just it's just it's funny to me that you know like hurricanes have been a pain in my butt. Like since I I moved here five years ago, we had one. Um, that totally screwed up everything with the airports and it came it was here like the weekend before my brother's wedding and so everything was still kind of coming and I had to get from Florida to Pennsylvania for my brother's wedding and so I'm like oh my god I got there well that's the important part I was there I had a great time little little extra stress on that you know but you know the only thing that I'm not even like concerned. Concerned is that um, we've got a lot of trees in the backyard, and you know, a relatively new homeowner just got the house in April, and yeah. so I this is my first hurricane season with these particular trees, and I really haven't had the opportunity to have like tree people come and. And you get the assessment of like, are these going to fall through my roof, or can I have them trimmed back, or yeah, yeah. So, you know, I got to deal with that, but, you know, home ownership is what it is. Indeed. Yeah, I am. Yeah, obviously being in the Midwest here, I don't have to really worry about the hurricanes. We do get tornadoes through here. Yeah. But um, I and I'll admit I have some issues when it comes to tornadoes because there's something wrong with me. They don't bother me at all. (laughs) I uh, when I when I was a kid, um, I grew up with like Lake Michigan in my backyard. Okay. And like literally. And we, because of the positioning where we lived, 
the odds of a tornado actually touching down where I lived were extremely slim. Plus, my house was actually built into the side of a hill. So mm. we we would technically be like underground and we could still look out the back door and watch the tornado blow out over the lake. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and that created actually these really cool like water spouts and stuff up in the middle of the lake. You'd see yeah. like a like a five story tall tower of water coming up out of the out of the lake when the tornadoes would start to touch down on the water. And, you know, it was really cool. So as a kid, this shaped me where it's like I hear tornado and I'm like, oh, cool. I want to go watch. And I have that like Midwest putsy dad thing where I'm like, I'm gonna go look at the storm. You guys go in the basement. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Fair point. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I do get a kick out of, you know, like I I have a hard time grappling with like my sense of self-preservation and my sense of liking to see cool stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like um Russ's son was visiting here well, the end of end of August, so before school started for him, and I took him to the beach cuz kid had never gone swimming in the ocean. 16, never gone swimming in the ocean. So I was like, "Well, dude, I'm going to take you swimming in the ocean." So we went down to the beach, we got tacos for lunch, and then we went to the ocean. And we're having a great time. He's like giving the people's elbow to the waves, like the rock. And he's like, look, it's the people's elbow. And I'm like, oh, you're funny. And then I see this like line of like the darkest clouds, you know, coming yeah. from, you know, inland out towards the beachway. And like, he's having such a good time. And I was like, we should probably go though. Um, yeah, and yeah. then, and he's kind of laughing at me, you know, <laughs> and and he's like, no, like, it's fine. I was like, no, but we should probably go. And so we're walking off the beach and they have those little stations where you can like rinse your feet off before you get into your car at the beach. Yeah. So we're doing that and lightning is starting to hit around and like, I'm like, I've got my foot in this water and like, I'm going like, eh. Like and he's still <laughs> laughing at me, and I was like, "No, dude! Like, we gotta get, we gotta get to the car, and we gotta go." So we get yeah. to the car, and we go. And as we're heading back to the house, we see fire truck after fire truck after fire truck heading towards the beach. And he's like, "What do you think happened over there?" And I was like, "Something got struck by lightning." <laughs> I'm sure of it. So we get back here. We put the news on a house caught fire because it got struck by lightning like two blocks from where we were at the beach. And I was like, I told you I wasn't screaming for nothing. Yeah, no, it's uh, the the whole teenagers thinking they're indestructible thing is fun. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I had to go through that one. Uh, my, my, My kid is a young man now. He's 23. So. I had to math there for a second, <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, I remember those days though. There was just like, particularly not so much him. He's, he's more the, like, like when people first meet him, they think he's, cause he's, he's more quiet. You know, I mean, not that he's a quiet guy, but it's just, uh, you got to pay a little bit better attention to pick up what he's, what he's saying and doing, but he, he very much is the, like that little like jab when it comes to his, cause he's got a couple friends that, they're good kids, but just dumber than a box of friggin' hammers. Yeah. And he was always kind of the one that was like sitting back when I'm, well, I don't think it's a good idea, but I'm not going to stop you either. Cause that sounds like it's going to be funny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> it has to be because like, no, I wasn't a bad kid, you know, but like here, like the cliff notes version, I, you know, straight A's, I was in marching band, you know, all this, that, and the other. I was but, in some sonic band. No judgment here. <laughs> right, I was in that too. I was in all the. If there yeah. was a band to be in, or orchestra, or anything musical at school to be in, I was in it. Um, uh, we, we, we didn't. We didn't have marching band in my school, on, uh, but I was in theater. I was. I was in. I was in a couple of musicals, a couple of plays. I was a madrigal uh, jester. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> and so like, you yeah. get this, you understand this, so you know yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Well, I was out one evening when I was in high school with my band buddies, and like I was always the girl that hung out with the boys in 
in band. So like my friends were the guys in band. And so I'm hanging out with like our lead trumpet player, our lead trombone player. Um, I think the guy on the tuba and then it was me. I played clarinet. And so like, we're all out in the one guy's like Volvo station wagon. And we're just driving around the city. <laughs> and we had come from the one guy we were, cause we were rehearsing for like a, a charity thing. Um, so we were rehearsing in a church basement. Um, cause I was playing the piano for this and, um, the church basement, you know, it had like the, the rec hall that, you know, like the, the churches have. So there's a kitchen attached to it. So we go <laughs> to this church kitchen and for some reason there's a shit ton of butter. And so I was like, I'm going to grab a pound of butter. So I took a pound of butter and I just kind of put it in my bag. And then <laughs> we finished our rehearsal and we're driving around town and we end up on the campus of a local university, which just so happened to be the university that I, that I ended up going to. But I wasn't there at the time. And so we're on the like the main crosswalk, like between the student union building and like some of the other campus. And there's a sign that says like watch for students. At that point, like as we're stopped, like slowed down watching for students. I pull this pound of butter out of my purse and I throw it at the roadside. And I was like, I didn't even think about it. And then we just kept going. And then one of the guys was like, did you just throw a pound of butter at that sign? And I was like, yes, I believe I did. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> I was basically like, why not? What are they going to do? It's butter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I had a Cavalier station wagon. That sounds like the only <laughs> thing that would be different with <laughs> me and my friends doing that sort of thing. Um. But yeah, I, I can completely identify with that. Oddly enough, I'll tell you a story for Aaron's story. The, uh, my senior year of high school for the senior year Madrigal thing, it was, it's a pretty big deal in, in my hometown where it's like an inner school thing. There's, you have to audition to get into it. And there's members of each high school are the singers and the musicians. And we bring in, you know, fencers and jugglers and all the servers and, and it's all students. And, and then there's like two teacher advisors that are like the, the, the Lord and the Lord of the feast and the lady of the feast and the Lord high Chamberlain and a couple other, you know, authority figures. And, and so myself and the other jesters get it, this brilliant idea because we had this whole routine worked out for the 12 days of Christmas and mm -hmm. there was like all pantomime stuff. And there was like all, all these different things for laying the eggs and we would take turns miming like we were laying eggs. And, and we got this brilliant idea in our heads, like the night before opening night to run to the store. And I had a friend of mine that was working at a grocery store. And we, so we go running into the store, full jester gear, you know, robes, hats, bells, slippers, face paint, the whole shebang. And all of a sudden there's a crew of a half a dozen jesters come running into the store. We load up with like, uh, 12 dozen eggs and we get the eggs and we're back out the door. And I, I, you know, like we just loaded up and left. And, um, I, my friend that worked there knew I was involved with it. I'm like, dude, cover me on this. I'll get you back. I'll pay you back when I have a wallet on me. I'm not even wearing, I'm not even wearing pants. I don't have my wallet on me. <laughs> and, you know, so we go running out and we load up all these eggs into the back of my station wagon. We drive back to the to, to the hall before before this, anybody gets seated or anything. And we proceed to strategically hide eggs all over the dining hall, under chairs, in, in, inside a French horn. And, um, <laughs> and we got all of this done before anybody else was in the building. So we thought we got away with it. And they did not hesitate to guess where these eggs all turned up from like let's see there's eggs scattered throughout the entire place and they were like you better tell us where everything is hidden right now before people start showing up it's like but good sir pray thee i do not understand what thou speak of like cut the shit aaron where are the eggs i'm like well there's a couple inside the french horn there's two inside the bass bassoon or bass clarinet um oh, god had to itemize where we hit 144 eggs around the around the building that's gross uh yeah it was it, it's gross 
it was it was fun um we didn't get in any real trouble they didn't like kick me out or anything that but what could you do? It was opening night. You can't train a new jester in just one day. So no, no, you can't. That's absurd. Yeah, I mean it, it, and it was like I said, it was it was it was a good time. But yes, I totally understand the random act of just shenanigans with you know food. <laughs> and there's no reason for it, you know. Nope. Like there's nope. absolutely no reason for it. We had a. Uh, <sighs> The band, the marching band room at my high school had a, like a closet off of it, but it was a pretty big closet. So like you could fit probably like six people in there with like chairs and and stuff and all that. Anyway, long story short, we smuggled the TV and a Nintendo 64 in there. <laughs> um, And so we played like Mario Kart and stuff like while the band teacher was teaching like music classes, we'd just like if we had a study hall or we'd like skip whatever class we were in and we'd go and like play mario kart and she didn't stop us though like she'd like knock on the door and she's like can you guys keep it down in there i'm trying to teach a class we're like okay you know but like when i play mario kart i i like i am not quiet like i yell at people even to this day because i've you know i'm a grown woman with a nintendo switch now and i've got mario kart 8 and i'll play it and like i will just like scream obscenities at these cartoon people on my on my tv screen um so that nothing's changed you know um but yeah kids do weird stuff you know and i can't even imagine what kids today are doing like i teach college right and you know i, I don't even understand like i'm not that old but i don't understand half of the stuff that's going on yeah i don't either and i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm not quite that old yet but i'm old enough where i just I get a lot of head shakes in there. I mean, te- technically for having a kid, the age I do, we're technically young parents, which I keep trying to like, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not over the hill yet. We're, we're young parents, even though our kids are grown ass young man and you know, okay, no, we're, 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 we're still kind of cool. We're st- no, I'm not. I'm so not cool. <laughs> no, I mean, like, look, my dad's cool. My parents were young parents. So they were yeah, like, tw- was- they were 23, 24 when I was born. So. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your dad is pretty cool. Your parents are cool. But. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, cool is a state of, of believing. And actually to quote one of my favorite weird Al songs, I don't need to prove I'm cool. Like if you believe you're cool, then you are cool. So believe very, it. Very, very true. I, 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 I do know, actually, I'm a lot cooler than a lot of my friend, my kids, friends, parents, because that his friends used to just love hanging out with us. And I'm like, you know, you guys can go out and do other stuff. You don't have to hang around our house all the time. Oh no, this is awesome. We, and part of it was they liked my taste in music because like I said, we are on the younger side because most of his friends are like second, third, fourth kids. Mm-hmm. So our parents are definitely a significantly chunk older than us. And on top of which, like I said, he came, came along pretty early in the equation. Um, <laughs> and so he, uh, his friends would be like, dude, you play video games? That's freaking awesome. And I'm like, yes, I do. Oh, can we play Grand Theft Auto? No, you're 12. That's my <laughs> game. <laughs> like, oh, can we watch? <laughs> can we watch? Well, yeah. okay. So just here's the level of inappropriate for you that I feel like you'll appreciate as far as child watching a parent play video games. Are you familiar with King's Quest and Space Quest? Yes, King's okay. Quest, Space Quest, Leisure Suit Larry, Leisure Suit Larry, okay. all the Sierra games from the uh, the, the yes. mid, early to mid nineties. Yes, well, our dad liked to play those, and we would watch. We would watch our dad play Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> like we, I remember, we would go because you know this was the days where the computer had its own room of the house, so we would go to the computer room. My brother had his seat. I had a big like orange kind of like marshmallow kind of chair and i'd sit on it and we would watch our dad play these games and so like if i were to go to my brother right now and say good day he would know that that was <laughs> one of the shopkeepers from king's quest 5 yeah you know I, because i, we I, I played all of those games so good day and it's like you know but then when they came out with uh leisure suit larry campus crawl for the um for the xbox or whatever yeah like, i got super excited about it 
because I was like, I used to watch my dad play Leisure Suit Larry, you know? And then the next thing I know, I'm playing this. And so Leisure Suit Larry, Campus Crawl, is Leisure Suit Larry's nephew, also named Larry, who is on this college campus. And your first quest in Leisure Suit Larry, Campus Crawl, is to erase a whole bunch of graffiti dicks off of a wall. <laughs> and so yeah, that tracks. It, it tracks, you know, and so I'm having a great time. But like, seriously, we were children, like children watching our dad play Leisure Suit Larry. And I feel like his yeah. logic had to have been so much of it is going to go over our heads. Yeah, they're not going to get it. <laughs> they're not going to get it. So, you know, why not? And it's a fond memory. Honestly, yeah. it as I understand, like as when I finally understood like what it was like it gave me kind of like like retrograde appreciation for how cool my dad is because i was like he wanted to play this game but he also had to occupy his children so he was like well you're gonna watch me play this like softcore porn game (laughs) (laughs) you won't get get any of the jokes and i'm not explaining them Pretty much, pretty much. But like, no, we loved King's Quest and Space Quest, especially because Space Quest was funny, you know, because you keep clicking on the guy in Space Quest and he would go, if you keep picking at it, it's never going to get better. You know, it was just like, like we got that, like that was funny. So, yeah, that's, uh, those were some great games too. That's, I, I, I had in, it was, you know, uh, yeah, that was probably my early to mid teens when most of that stuff was first coming out. And so I, that probably helped me learn stuff uh, to a certain extent, <laughs> like oh, yeah. critical thinking and things like that. Critical thing. Absolutely. And I mean like the stuff when it was like appropriate for us anyway, like our dad would like have us help with the logic puzzles and things. So it's not like it was, we had a genuine good time, you know? And you know, I, I yeah, my dad's just so cool. And, you know, even even with the leisure suit Larry of it all, I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. And <laughs> it really, it, it wasn't anything super terrible. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like super graphic or anything. It was just, and like, it was just 30 <laughs> jokes. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's, that's a re- really uh, attractive pixelated square boob there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Look at that square boob. Yeah. It's the future I, of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah like, but yeah oh that's that, that that's that's some good nostalgia right there i tell you <laughs> this is what we do like this is very on brand for me i just like nostalgia that kind of makes you feel good like stuff you forgot about you're like oh, oh yeah yeah just you know stuff i haven't thought about in forever but yeah like I honestly, I hadn't thought about the whole egging thing until <laughs> until you brought up the butters. On a butter, yeah. You know, look at this. What do we need? We just need uh, we just need some bread and some cinnamon. We're gonna make some French toast. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little, little splash of milk too. I like. I like a little splash of milk. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maple syrup. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, I don't need to be thinking about a whole bunch of carbs before bed. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Bad Aaron, no. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Oops. Uh, oh, that's okay. It's entirely acceptable. I just self control not not my strong point these days. And I understand. I <laughs> yeah, I really don't need to be making French toast at nine o'clock at night. My wife will be displeased. <laughs> no, but hey, look at maybe you can make it. You know, make some tomorrow. Nah, that involves getting up too early. <laughs> that's fair. I, I, I uh, yeah. I like just... making French toast. It's like it's not difficult, you know. When you know if you have somebody around who doesn't realize how easy French toast is to make, and you say, "Hey, do you want me to make some French toast?" You don't have to go through all that. I was like, "You don't realize how simple." No, it no is. It, it's all good. Give me ten minutes. Like exactly. Like this is so easy. Yeah, that's that's always fun too. Um, with me, it's more just I'm not really functional in the morning before. Uh, like I'm, I'm on the freeway before I'm actually coherent most days. Uh, I like I'm, I'm on autopilot from the time I leave my house until I hit the on-ramp basically. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So getting up that extra 20 minutes to make French toast is just, eh, just ate in the cards. No, <laughs> uh, I'm on the other hand, if I have the day off, oh, I'm all over it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I like having a good breakfast, like, and I will fully admit it. I have taken a, the Jimmy Dean Delight breakfast sandwiches. Like, yep. they're not bad. And it takes, like, three minutes to heat one up. Oh, yeah. And it's turkey sausage, egg white cheese on a little, like, English muffin guy. And I'm like, okay, look it. This is relatively healthy. It's got a good amount of protein. And it's like a breakfast that's going to keep me full till lunch. Yeah. That I can function on. I I personally, I don't know about you. And I I, I don't know. I, I could eat breakfast food for every meal and not oh, even yeah. about it. Not a problem. I any 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 meal breakfast is a good meal. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I would give I, up I, I pizza for breakfast food. I, I'll second that. I can get behind that. The reason I started my show is <laughs> I also uh, had during COVID it was because it's mostly just me yelling into the void. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was kind of going stir crazy. So <laughs> I mean, I I think I it was probably seven or eight months before it even occurred to me like, hey, I sh- I could have guests on maybe. <laughs> And, uh, and I've actually found, I really enjoy it. Cause I just, you know, it's, it's just, just like now we're just sitting around shooting the bowl. I mean, I've had a couple of people come on that had specific axes they wanted to grind and I'm like, Hey, no problem. Go for it. Let's, 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 uh, let's see what you got to say. You don't want to say that on your show. You can say it on mine. I don't care. Oh, well, I will tell you and your audience that you are pretty much getting what you get on beard out with how I'm talking today. Um, because the general thesis of our show is we pair a beer with a Weird Al song and then we talk about the beer and the Weird Al song, but it always devolves into sidebar stories and nostalgia and stuff like that. So this is where I go. This is what I talk about. And so you're, you're getting the full Beard Al treatment right here, right now. And it's, I, I, I enjoy it. So this is just bonus for me because instead of talking to my dashboard, I actually get to, you know, get feedback. Yeah, you just sit there. You know what? I remember that. And they <laughs> can't hear you, Aaron. Oh yeah, yeah. During during COVID, well, I wound up getting furloughed because the culinary industry took a huge hit for a while there. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and the place I was working, I was actually working as a contractor, so I actually I got insulated from the first waves when all the restaurants got shut down because I was working as a service contractor. Um, at at uh, working there, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're we're telling everybody." go home i was like oh fun and they're like we'll call you when we need you oh okay but since i didn't really my schedule consisted of i got up in the morning turned on the coffee pot checked my email to see if i was going to work that day or not uh-huh. and realizing i wasn't going to work and then i would go to the kitchen and start just futzing around and cooking for my wife and i and and my son to a lesser extent but he never ate i, I like cooking you know, um, but uh, I I don't know. I don't know. There's something for me anyway, when something is cooked, like by somebody who knows what they're doing and like with that, that, that knowledge behind it. And, but I can get, I can see why a kid wouldn't appreciate that because like you're his dad and that's immediately not cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, that, that was part of it. I'm sure was the whole, like, no, my dad's not cool. But he was also just so damn finicky. Oh, you know, it's so funny, like, people's food tastes. Um, like I said, I, I love to cook. Um, and, like, but my wheelhouse in cooking is uh, stuff with the red sauce. I like making, like, chicken parmesan. I like making meatball hoagies. I make pretty good meatballs, you know, and all this, that, and the other. But... Russ doesn't love tomato sauce. And so I'm like, I have to rethink everything I know. Uh, well. And so it's like, if I'm making meatballs, it's like, I can't just like, I can't just cook them in the sauce. Like I want to, because that's yeah. too much sauce. I'm like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Cause this is how I've always made my meatballs. Like, okay, hold on. You know? And so, I'll do different things with the meatballs. Or I just yesterday, for the first time in my life, made chicken and dumplings. Yeah. And um, how was it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to use a slight expletive here in the review of my chicken and meatballs. But um, they, uh, what was, how exactly did it go? Because it was like, um, 
I believe it was fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> review of my of my chicken and dumplings. You know, then I made enough. It was yesterday dinner and today dinner. You know, because with the hurricane coming, and it's like, all right, it is what it is. Tomorrow, I'm Polish. I'm making pierogies and kielbasa mm. because that's what I have in the fridge. So that's what's happening. I love pierogies. <laughs> Me too. Um, you know, and like being from Northeast Pennsylvania originally, like there's a whole lot of like Polish, you know, restaurants and stores, and you can even get them from like little old church ladies and stuff. Having to settle for Mrs. T's feels <laughs> weird. Um, but also I don't have the time or energy to like pinch my own pierogies right now. So I will yeah. settle for Mrs. T's. Um, but it's also difficult with the kielbasa because I also grew up on getting kielbasa from, you know, like the There's deli that knows deli. what they're doing when they're yeah. making kielbasa. Yeah. Um, and so, like, my cousin actually owns a, um, a, a deli, like a meat prep thing. Like, so they do, they'll do like whole sides of beef and all this that, and the other, and they make kielbasa, but they're up in Pennsylvania. And so it's a pain in the butt to get him to send kielbasa down to me. But I found a kielbasa at the store that I'm like, this is okay. And that is the best I'm going to get here without like jumping through a whole bunch of hoops. And so I was like, all right, I've got decent pierogies. I've got okay kielbasa. It's a step above Pepperidge Farm. You know, I'm like, this is okay. And I know how to cook them. So the flavors are all going to be, I I may not have like the best puzzle pieces to put this puzzle together, but I will zhuzh it up and it will be great. That sounds very Polish. reasonable to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's completely, I mean, that's one of those things too. I When I talk to people about things like that and it's kind of funny how often people will get like apologetic, like, well, I'm not a chef, but I'm like, no, you're, 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 you're cooking with your ancestors guiding your hand. Don't complain. Don't apologize for that. That's authentic. That's not nothing to be, you know, ashamed of or to blow your nose at. I, I love authenticity. I mean, you, yeah, you can go to all the schools, you can do all the training, you can do all the, all the staging and all the working, all the, you can go work in a Michelin star restaurant. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the best at all, everything. And I will take a little old grandma any day of the week. And uh, yeah, totally. there is something about um, food cooked with love, you oh, know, yeah. whatever it is. And uh, you, you, you can't replicate that. It may not be technically perfect, there may be some things, you know, quote unquote wrong with it, but food cooked with love is the best food that you're going to eat. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't, and that's another one of those things like, you know, I'll say to anybody in the, the culinary world, yeah, you know, fight me. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You can taste the difference between somebody who cares about what they're doing and somebody who's going through the motions. You can be technically perfect, but if you don't actually yep. have that, that passion for it and that, that care. It, it's still not going to be the same. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've it's said the, that for cooking years. Is an art. Yeah. So yeah. That's why they call it the it's culinary arts. It's an art. <laughs> yes. And if you, if you extract the art from it, like, yes, you can be technically great at something. And it's the same with, you know, painting and, and all this stuff. Like I paint, you know, Am I technically a great painter? No. Do I have fun and do I love it when I paint? Absolutely. So does that mean that like you can see that in things that I've painted? For sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the difference between artistry and technicality. I mean, there's the difference comes through. It's 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 there. It's it's genuineness. I mean, it's the difference between seriously and taking yourself seriously exactly that that's a good tie-in right there that's that's a callback all right um yeah it's Woo. you know doing your thing or just taking yourself way too seriously it's and and i honestly occasionally i do take myself a little too seriously but yeah yeah you you 
you have to enjoy what you're doing in the moment. I mean, I, I, I mentioned that I teach, but like in my, my day job, I'm a, I'm a marketing copywriter. And so I literally have to create creative things kind of on a schedule, <laughs> which is madness. Um, but I have to let myself have fun doing it. Otherwise, I'm not going to make a good product, you know? And so yeah. I try to insert as many inside jokes for myself as I can in the stuff that I'm writing or throw in puns where I feel like I can get away with them. Anything I can do to, you know, insert my personality into it, I will do as much as I can get away with. And what I say to myself is the worst they're going to say is, well, tone this down and change this, you know? Cause I know the bones yeah. of it are going to be fine. I just have to do what I need to do to make myself happy with it. And I've gotten way more stuff past people than I ever thought that I would. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're going to let that. Fly? I am here for that. Great. Yeah, I mean, and what, what, what do they say? You miss all the shots you don't take. So, you know, I mean, I just take them at this point. I'm <laughs> I mean, like, I don't get paid enough to care. What's the worst they can say? Hey, take this out. All right, I tried. Or in in, in yeah, my case, pretty I, much. <laughs> yeah, my beverage is almost gone, and that usually tells me that we need <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. See, we've had a lovely conversation. Oh, indeed. We've reached a natural conclusion because, like I said, I have a timer. It's my beverage, <laughs> and when that's gone. <laughs> That, that is a very reasonable timer. <laughs> All right, Lauren. Well, um, yeah, well, thank you for, you know, sitting down and talking with me. It's been, been fun. It's nice to get to know a little more about you and yeah, thanks for having a little bit. This was a blast. I really did have a good time. You, you pulled things out of my brain that I forgot were there. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. Um, just so we can actually make this resemble something like a semi-professional podcast. Why don't we do uh, some, you know, plugs, tell everybody about the show, where to find the show and all that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> cool beans. Yeah. You can find the Beard Out podcast at beardoutpodcast.com and also anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So whatever you're listening to this on, we are also there. It's beer apostrophe D owl podcast because we talk about beer and weird owl and uh you can also go to oddpodsmedia.com because we're in the odd pods media network and there's buttons for us and all of our network shows yeah and there's a lot of good shows there so i do uh highly recommend it yay and uh yeah so i guess that'll do her and uh if you listen to the show for any amount of time you know that i do have a merch store or two and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups. And then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on, you know, things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So, yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out.